Hey there, folks. Trustworthy Fat Kev Smith. Before we start casting the pods, man, let me try to sell you something first, okay? Do you like me? Do you like my friends Jason Muse, uh, Ralph Garman? Then guess what? We're coming to a town near you, man. We're coming your way, man. Come see a Smod Co. show. Tickets at csmod.com. That's S-E-E-S-M-O-D.com. Now, if you can't come to one of our shows, you're like, what the fuck am I supposed to do? How am I supposed to support this two-bit operation? Well, how about you kick back in your home with some family and friends and loved ones and play monopoly jay and silent bob strike back monopoly that's right man you can buy from jay and silent bob.com the home of the secret stash right there online a signed edition of uh jay and silent bob strike back monopoly me and muse sign it man jason muse jay himself me silent bob uh and the parts are real fun man they got a little cock knocker a little fist a little uh, a little suzanne a little blunt mobile it's crazy man get your hands on it you get drunk get stoned and play around of jay and silent bob strike back monopoly available signed by me and jason muse at jay and silent bob.com now here comes your Smodco podcast. Last week on Earth, starting now, is Millie Vanilli reuniting? The Patriots deflated their balls. Lumber liquidators pulled some bullshit. Senate okays Bill to allow themselves to do something, but they're unsure if it'll pass. Chris Rock to direct Amy Schumer documentary. And Russian spaceship burns. All this and more during the last week on Earth with Ben Glebe. Woo. Do not be driven by fear into an age of unreason. Oh my god, guys, listen up. I have an announcement to make. Did you guys know that I'm like the number one Google search last week? It could be the stuff of history, however, one way or the other. Okay, is Jessica Simpson here yet? And to those critics who are so pessimistic about our economy, I say, don't be economic, girly man. And you'll never have to pour or measure detergent again. Can we, can we all get along? Karen, horror death. Film at 11. How many sides does a triangle have? Damn, four. There's no side. One. Last week. Listening to you in my heart. That's what matters. Millie Vanilli to reunite. Let me rephrase that. Millie to reunite Millie Vanilli, but not with Vanilli. The Guardian reports 25 years after being unmasked as a fake, Millie Vanilli's Fab Morvan is attempting an audacious comeback by singing with the man whose voice he mimed, pretending he was singing as. During his heyday, back in the day. Morvan's in the studio with John Davis, one of the behind-the-scenes vocalists who sang on the hits that were fronted by Morvan and Rob Pilatus. Inventor, of course, of the great uh, exercise trend Pilatus. 
TMZ reports they're making an album called Face Meets Voice. A true Millie Vanilli experience. Wow, that's pretty awesome. So we'll hear one voice from Millie Vanilli and then just the face that didn't sing good before because he couldn't sing. Now he's going to sing. And oh boy, we can't we can't wait for that to happen. Also, as a related side note, is it telling about my love life? That true story, the first song I ever had a slow dance with a girl. Two was Millie Vanilli's Girl, I'm Gonna Miss You. To a song not actually sung by the people they thought. Does it mean my love life is a farce? Is that what was portended to me? Was it foretold? At an early age, it was with Avi Melnicker. I was also dancing with her at the same dance. My friend David Payman, who um, asked her to dance with me because I was embarrassed to ask her, also then while I was dancing with her, came up behind her and shoved my hands down towards her, her bottom. Like a gentleman, I stopped just at the very top of her ass before really touching much of it. It's a regret and also a proud moment for me. Governor Huckabee, Mike Huckabee, a little bit of hot water after announcing he's running for president and therefore will be throwing millions of dollars into a garbage can. He's in other kind of hot water because he has been exposed to have done an infomercial recently where he promoted a diabetes reversal cure. That was bullshit. Complete bullshit. You can't reverse diabetes with the bullshit he was selling on TV. So, he then went on in an interview and he was questioned about it and said, if helping people try to feel better is the worst thing I'd do, I'll make a great president of the United States. And the Deleuze Yenol Award for the evening goes to Governor Hucka wants to be president. Hucka wants to be famous so bad. Hucka gonna be going groveling back to Fox News trying to get that show back after you lose terribly. Uh, Bill Clinton went on The Late Show with David Letterman, which I pray you guys watch, by the way. Uh, the last few Dave shows he's done on May 20th. He has like four shows left. Please watch it. He's a legend, comedy legend an innovator of the talk show format, and one of the best interviewers alive. You must watch Dave's last shows, The Late Show with Dave Letterman on CBS. But Bill Clinton was asked if he gives any advice to Hillary, and he said he reminds her just to, and encourages her just to wake up each day with good humor. Because they've had such a good life, and go out there and just explain to the people your view of the issues. And that's Hillary's problem. She does not seem to wake up with good humor every day. Or humbly go out there and enjoy it. She seems a little bitter. She seems bitter like a like a like a like a day old coffee or a almond, like an almond pill. If you could bite into it. And it was like a gel capsule maybe. And that's what her personality is like. American Idol is being cancelled after the next coming season that starts in January, the fifteenth season. Uh I don't know how America's gonna recover from this without any idols. We're going to have to turn to the other 15 singing competition shows. And who's got time for that? You know? I like my singing competition shows where the celebrity judges spin around in chairs. It's like musical chairs meets spinning celebrities meets singing competitions. And I don't never got that. Yeah, they had Simon, the mean guy with the titties under his black shirt for a while, but 
Was he able to spin? No, I never saw that. He also didn't have a button. You had to give somebody a button and a spinning chair if they're going to be able to have a popular singing competition show. And that's just obvious. That's just soup obvious. Baltimore cops. Ooh, hot water again. They killed a dog, apparently. They apparently slit a dog's throat, forgive the graphic language. And a Facebook page sprung up called Justice for Nala, the dog's name. Twitter buzzed with hashtag Justice for Nala posts. One pleasant-looking young woman, as Daily Beast reported, tweeted, quote, I'm about to say something I normally wouldn't, but dear Officer Jeffrey Bolger, the man who killed the dog, dear Jefferson, Jefferson Offrey Bolger, I hope someone slits your throat. Oh, that's a little graphic. How about um, stop writing articles, Daily Beast, about animals being killed in Baltimore when humans are being killed by cops in Baltimore? Shouldn't that be sort of the article writing focus right about now? Right about now, the Funk Soul Brother, check it out now. Just keep your focus. Do you want to update that story? Sure. Attorney General Loretta Lynch said Friday the Justice Department has launched an investigation, good riddance, thank goodness, of the Baltimore Police Department for a civil pattern of practice, pattern or practice of excessive force that may have violated constitutional protections. On Wednesday, Baltimore's mayor with too long of a name, Stephanie Rawlings Blake, made a request for this probe following the, the tragic death of Freddie Gray, who died of a spinal cord injury sustained during an arrest on April 12th, and whose death sparked rioting and protests in the city. Justice Department is also investigating the Baltimore Police in a criminal civil rights probe related to the Gray case. Uh, rioting, bad move, even worse, killing innocent people when you are supposed to protect them as the police. That's no way to protect or to serve. Uh, just as like a main note to take notes of there. The Patriots deflated their balls. This is the huge news this week, and I don't know if America can recover. I mean, they're patriots, you know. They act on our behalf. They're the patriot actors. They deflate their balls. Quarterback Tom Brady, very handsome, and Giselle Bunchen banging. Tom Brady has been suspended for four games following the deflating of footballs during the AFC Championship game against the Indianapolis Colts back in January. Enero, as they say in Espanol. Enero. The New England Patriots find $1 million which is pretty much nothing for a team of that scope, and lost a first-round pick in 2016 and a fourth-round pick in 2017. What's the punishment in 2019? They can't eat out for a month. They can't hit up Chipotle. More Chipotle references later in the podcast. Lumber liquidators pull toxic flooring. Look, we all love a good hardwood flooring retailer. Who doesn't? Lumber Liquidators, one of the biggest, has pulled Chinese-made laminate flooring from its stores. Just months. That's the way I'll pronounce months from now on. Months. Uh, after 60 minutes, accused the company of selling a product that's been shown to have unsafe levels of formaldehyde. Which, by the way, super creepily, I learned recently, is uh, what they put in, in coffee to make it decaffeinated. Fucking formaldehyde. So, um, hi, and please stop that. Oh, boy. The damning report found that some samples had more than 13 times the legal limit of formaldehyde. Related question, why is there a legal limit of formaldehyde that should be allowed in our bodies? How about zero formaldehyde from thus point forward, gross point blank? 
mild exposure to formaldehyde can cause irritation, while severe exposure can cause myeloid leukemia and nasopharyngeal cancer. Both sound unpleasant. Despite the initial, the initial positive air quality testing results we have received, says CEO Robert Lynch of Lick, Liquid Lumber Daters, we believe it is the right choice to suspend the sale of these products. So, after being publicly embarrassed, called out, and then thinking about it for a while, they decided, all right, fine, with all of that, we may as well stop selling the potentially murderous stuff in our, in our flooring. The FBI was warned of the Dra Muhammad attack, as you guys may have heard, a extreme group in Texas this week held an event called Dra Muhammad, where they encouraged people to come out and draw pictures of Prophet Muhammad, which is a huge offense in the Muslim community, and which makes extreme extremist Muslim groups like ISIS super pissed and ISIS supporters. And according to FBI Director James Comey, the Bureau issued an early warning to police officers in Garland, Texas, regarding Elton Simpson, who, along with his pal Nadir Sufi, opened fire at this drama Muhammad event this last Monday. Comey told reporters in Washington the FBI had seen comments on social media that referenced the event, but didn't know that Simpson, who lived in Arizona, was bound for Texas. Well, good news there, at least, was we thwarted this attack, and those two assholes that came to kill people who were simply drawing a picture were murdered by the police. That's a good police murder. See, there's good police murders and bad police murders. Kind of like good touches and bad touches. You just have to use your judgment. You know? Subsequently. Kim Jong gives Un Snubbo to Vladimir Putin egg on the face. Telegraph UK reports, not in those terms. Kim Jong Un, North Korea's malevolent, and that means dickhead, leader, refused an invitation to visit Moscow to mark the Soviet Union's victory in World War II. Because Russia refused to meet Pyongyang's demand for special treatment for the young dictator. They wanted him to be treated special if he visited Russia. A spokesman for the Kremlin announced that Mr. Kim had decided to stay in Pyongyang. Special treatment. What, you mean like a high chair? Oh, snapple-dapple, because he's small. Senate okays bill to check Obama on Iran. That's Iran, if you say it wrong. In the commonly accepted colloquial terminology. 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 I'm, I'm going to get it right one, one time, one more, and then I'll move on. In the commonly accepted colloquial terminology. Yeah, you got that right. Meaning you, meaning me. The Senate passed a bipartisan bill Thursday afternoon, 93 to 6 to force a congressional review of the Iranian nuclear deal currently being negotiated between Iran, the U.S., and other world powers. The bill, championed by Republican Bob Corker, would prevent President Obama from lifting sanctions in Iran for 30 days while Congress reviews the details of any final nuclear agreement. 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 That's what I'm trying to say, obviously. If Congress were to vote... To disapprove of the deal, it could block Obama from lifting some of the sanctions. The bill now goes to the House for final passage, and the White House has signaled that Obama would basically sign it. He'd basically sign it, Tim Mack reports. Basically, he would sign it. What I'm going to do, basically, is uh, sign it. Listen, basically, sign it means sign it. Are you going to use your right hand with your lefty? Is that what it is? Or I think it's amazing that Senate has to, and the House, have to take a long time debating whether or not they should be allowed 
to do something. We must stop Obama's unchecked powers. The Republicans even wrote that letter to Iranian Supreme Leader saying, uh, whatever deal you make, if it's not ratified by our Congress, the president can not be able to enforce it after he leaves office. It won't be enforced. And then Obama's like, okay, fine, you guys can, can approve the deal. And then they're like, let's debate it. We don't know if we want any responsibility. We just love to shit-talk things you do and say, Mr. President, with great respect. I mean, Obama's patience. I mean, it's crazy he's not yelled at people yet. Do you think he should have yelled at Congress a couple times, like actually gone down there and been like, what the fuck, y'all? Stephen Colbert is paying teachers, doing a little charity before he takes over for the great David Letterman at a surprise event Thursday in Greenville, South Carolina. By the way, David Letterman, huge influence on my comedy, on why I did this and how I began to do it when I was young and still an influence in my style and my sensibility today. Love that man. We'll miss him, and I will be on a plane to China during his last show, and it's a gr gr grievous travesty, and I regret it already, and I hope I can get it on the plane. If I don't, I'm on TiVo, and I have to watch a week later, not get any spoilers alerts, spoil, spoiler alerts, you know? I hope no one tells me, like, like he ended up staying. Actually, I take that back. It would be great if someone told me that. Why would I not want that? I don't know. I'm just so torn about this. But anywho, Colbert's taking over for the late show. And in Greenville, South Carolina, he announced he would fund $800,000 in grant requests by 800 public school teachers across the state. Quote, I'm a product of the South Carolina public school system, Colbert said. The grants ask for everything from books to trampolines. I would give less money to the trampoline request than the book request, I'm just saying, as far as prioritize. Putin. Vladimir Putin just wanted to say his name. Didn't really want to talk about him much. Just wanted to share his name with you guys. Vladimir Putin. Chris Rock to direct Amy Schumer documentary for HBO. That's dope. Eight-year-old boy likes to travel in suitcase. Spanish News Today reports. Officials in the Spanish territory of Queta in North Africa found an eight-year-old boy from the Ivory Coast packed into a pink suitcase. A cute that was pink. On Friday when it traveled through a routine x-ray scanner. At the country's border crossing, authorities found the boy when they stopped a suspicious acting 19-year-old woman carrying the suitcase. She was there detained, of course, on account of boy putting in suitcasing the boy's father, a resident of Spain's Canary Islands. And it's just a name. I know what you're thinking. It's not full of canaries there. He was also arrested when he attempted to cross the border hours later. He was trying to reunite with his son, but claimed he wasn't aware of how the boy was traveling. Here's a couple questions. One. If they're both on the same side of the border, why didn't they just meet on that side of the border? Instead of putting the boy into a suitcase, and then trying to cross the border, and then later meet separately. Thirdly, if you can go through the border crossing with, like, an official area with an x-ray machine, why not just have your boy walk next to you, Mom, instead of putting him in the suitcase? Just, just a lot of questions. There's just a lot of things in this story that make no sense, and it's hard for me to follow it. You know, do you know what I'm saying? I want to attempt, since it's Spanish-oriented, to translate that story into Spanish. First attempt, uh, live on the fly here. Un chico que tiene ocho años de viajar en un bolsa. Oficiales en el territorio de España, o cuenta en North Africa, found un ocho-year-old boy from the Ivory Coast 
packed into a pink suitcase on Friday and Viernes, cuando traveled through, uh, through an X-ray scanner at countries el crossingimiento de border. Authorities found El Chico cuando they stopped pare un suspiciosa 19-year-old woman carrying the suitcase. She was detained in the boy's padre, who was a resident of Spain's Canary Islands. Yo puedo ser que tu piensa que uh, hay muchos canaries in estas islands? No, it's just a name. Was also arrested cuando he attempted to cross the border horas más después. He was trying to reunite with his son, with his his, um, his hijo, hombre, his chico, but claimed he was no aware of how the boy was traveling a miento. I, d I didn't think I nailed that. I feel as though that was nailed by me. There's a stunning election for prime minister over there in the UK, the greatest of all Britons. As prime minister David Cameron won again. Shocking all polls. It was the opposite of what polls predicted. And polls are usually right because then why even have elections? So they're not always right. But generally speaking... He had a meet with Queen Elizabeth II on Friday afternoon who asked him to form her next government. Obviously completely bullshit, uh, uh, just, you know, a symbolic thing, because he was already elected. She's like, would you please form the government now? Form, I'm elderly. Form this government, please. I'm so old. To paraphrase her statement. His Conservative Party defied all pollsters' predictions to win a shock overall majority in the UK general election. The Scottish National Party wiped out Labour and the Liberal Democrats in Scotland. In Scotland, surging from six seats to 56 seats, opposition Labour leader Ed Miliband managed to keep his seat but called the election a very disappointing and difficult night for Labour and announced his resignation as party leader. And since it's a British story, the rest in a British accent. The Liberal Democrats, who were part of the last coalition government, were almost wiped out, retaining just eight of their 57 seats nationwide. And finishing it in a Cockney accent for no reason, After holding on to his seat in Whitney, Cameron called it a strong night for the Conservative Party. And a positive response to a positive campaign. Oh, I, Governor? And uh, mostly they say that everybody, a lot of people in the country, preferred Miliband, but that he just didn't look like a president. He looked goofy when eating food. So they're as shallow as we are, and that's exciting. The U.S. unemployment rate, lowest in seven years. Boo, fucking yeah, it's down to 5.4%. That's great. Everybody said Obama couldn't turn the economy around. He has turned it around. Turn the economy around. Nothing feels the passion. He did this investigation to turn me around. Now the economy is turned unemployment slow. But the Republicans ain't gonna give no credit for it. Smile to say it's fucked up and they wish it better if the higher unemployment dream. That last part wasn't words. You knew that. You guys knew that. A Russian spaceship burned during its fall to Earth. A Russian cargo spacecraft that failed to deliver food and supplies to the International Space Station on Friday disintegrated back on its way to Earth, falling down like Michael Douglas. 
the Progress M27M. Seems like redundant to have two M's there in the name of this, in this uh, spacecraft. Lost contract, co- contract, lost contact with its controllers in Russia shortly after its launch. Russia was unable to reestablish control of the spaceship, and it began an uncontrolled descent shortly thereafter. The ISS crew, not to be confused with ISIS crew, which is meaner, is not in immediate danger, experts say. They have a lot of extra supplies still up there, and a U.S. ship with additional supplies may reach them as soon as mid-June. So they'll have, like, different freeze-dried options, but they're going to be able to still eat and not die up there, so that's good news for everybody involved. Since everyone is safe in the story, here now is my impression of the Russian space program spokesman, what he probably sounds like. It is very difficult because spaceship she fell, she fell down towards the ocean and disintegrated in its free fuel, free fueling. I'm free fueling much like John Petty. It's scary when you have spacecraft just fall from sky. So they really need to find someone who's better at speaking English in a Russian accent than that guy. I think we can all agree. Hosni Mubarak to be set free like a murderous bird, CNN reports. The Cairo Court of Appeals ruled Saturday that former Egyptian President Hosni Mubarak can be set free after serving a three-year sentence for numerous corruption charges, oh, and the killing of Egyptian protesters. He should be set free now. It's a story we've covered from the beginning of its of it happening over three and a half years ago when this podcast began. It remains unclear as to when exactly he'll be freed from custody or where he'll go after. I'm guessing he's going to Disneyland. That's what I believe. You kill your people, you get thrown in jail, you go out, you need a nice Disney vacation. When you wish upon a star, you can kill your people hard. Then they put you briefly in jail. Then you free. I'm 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 one of the stupidest people ever to be. I don't know how else to show called idiot test when I'm this level of dumb. It's a major level. It's a large level. At least I'm not on a reality show. You know what I mean? I was asked tonight actually to present. At the third annual Reality TV Awards. The second to last category, one of the big ones, the best overall show. Prevented, I, pre- I prevented? I, pre- I should have prevented it. Because we really need an award show for reality shows? No, we do not. We're pre- 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 awarding them for who's the most real? I presented with the lovely Susan Wang from House, Han- House Hunters. Um, and, uh, she and I, uh, I had some real touching words up there, and I'd like to share them with you. I'm going to play you directly our the audio of what we did tonight when we did present these awards. This one award towards the end of the show. Earlier in the night, Spidey, Spencer and Heidi came out and were inducted as the first ever members of the Hall of Fame, the Reality Hall of Fame. And um, they were dumb up there as always. Um, here now, without any further ado, it's the uncut. Award presentation, a few minutes long, and I think worth your time, of Suzanne Wang and I, presenting Best Overall Show, just tonight. And now, to present Best Overall Show, please welcome the host of the long-running HGTV show, House Hunters, 
and host of Idiot Test on GSN. Let's give it up for Suzanne Wong and Ben Glebe. Thank you so much. I'm Suzanne Wong and I'm Asian. Thank you. 100% Asian, you guys. Yellow 100%. power. Right? Come Samnida. Any other Asians in the house? There has to be statistically. Yeah. Come on. Come Samnida. Ne, annyeonghaseyo. Are Ditto. you Jewish? I'm Jewish. Any Jewish people here? Woo! Any Jews in the house? Oh, a room full of producers. Unlikely. Koreans are the Jews of Asia. Did you know that? That is true. I've heard that. Why? What's the biggest reason for that? We're just, we're like separated at birth. Family's important, education, mm -hmm. food. Love eating fish. Status and humor. It's true. Love eating fish, okay. Yeah, we both love eating fish. We enjoy more of a pickled fish. Let me just say this, and I think I can speak for everybody here. When I say that being here tonight is the greatest honor of my life. Thank you so much. Yay! Um, let me just, like, I'm sorry to get emotional, Suzanne, but reality TV means so much to all of us because it holds up a mirror to who we are as a society, as a civilization. And I want everybody in the room to support that because it's the truth I'm speaking up here. Did you say a civilization? No. Oh. Let me just say, um, I've been moved more tonight. First of all, how about the touching speech given to us by the spider couple? What? what, what spider, Sp Heidi and Spidey said words we won't forget anytime soon. Well, I'm deeply moved by MasterChef Junior. That's yes. my favorite show. Yes. I love you guys. Yes. Love you. They are talented. They're pure. They're un tainted by the real world even though they are on reality TV. They're brilliant. Do you understand it? And I've always said, I love watching people cook, but what if I could see smaller people cook? Even better. It's better because it's miniaturized. There's the show Hell's Kitchen. We all have loved it when, yes, we all have, were moved when Gordon Ramsay went into hell and, and, and cooked. <laughs> everything that he cooked there. Yep. There's the, the, the fishing show, Deadliest Catch, one yes. of my favorites. Yes, awesome. You guys are badasses. Yeah, I love fishing. I like when it's dangerous. I, if it's deadly, let's, it's even better. You know what I mean? It's fishing and you might die. It's supposed to be the opposite. Fishing's supposed to be relaxing. And you guys really bring the drama to it, and it's unbelievable, and we all love you for it. Are you high right now? No. Are you drunk? No. Okay, good. <laughs> the Amazing Race, you guys. Uh, That's right. What's your favorite part of The Amazing Race, Suzanne? It's all amazing. Yeah, the ben. whole thing, how they race for the, for the prize. It speaks to our souls, don't you agree? Let's get to this, shall we? All right. Did we leave any out? No, excuse me. We left out... The show called Vanderpump Rules, you guys. And The Voice. Wait, well, we have to the read voice. them all. Let's be official. We're Come on, through let's all do of them. this. The Voice. Let's do this. The this seven nominees for best overall show are Hell's Kitchen. The Voice. The Voice. Hey, let me do some of them. I only Jesus. said two. I only said two out of seven. Your turn. He said The Voice. Master Chef Junior! I think you've said enough. My turn again. Vanderpump Rules. 
The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. They keep it real, everybody. Deadliest Catch. And finally, I thought the... that show was about STDs originally, and it was not. It's a totally different show. It's not about that. Sometimes. <laughs> I've heard. Not to be I've confused with chlamydia. And mm -hmm. finally, last but not least, the amazing race. Nothing for the spin. Two people on the spin. Thank you. I like the spin. Someone here liked the you spin. Ready to do this? Thank you. This Thank man you. likes to spin in her dress. Thank you. To explain that visual. He's going to offer you a All deadly right. cash tonight. You know what I mean? All right. And the reality Please. television award goes the to. The really goes to. Hell's Kitchen! That's justice right there. That's justice right there. And then Suzanne and I proceeded to do the cabbage pass. Now we'll continue to pronounce her last name Wing. No, it might not be pronounced that way in life, okay? I'm nothing if not, not a bearer for accuracy. Um, as you can see, guys, I'm a huge, huge fan of reality TV shows there. I knew nothing and never seen any of those shows, not one time in my life. So that's exciting to have been able to have the honor of being there. It was truly, I was moved to the verge of fake tears and then pulled back from it. And, um... But if you'd like to watch the entire show in its entirety, go to realitytelevisionawards.com and check that out. Okay? You got to see Heidi and Spencer's speech. It was truly nothing. It was truly not worth seeing. So that's great, always. I think. You know what I mean? I don't know if you do. But you don't have to. I'm the one that, that thinks it. I'm the one that thinks it. Chris Christie spent $300,000 on food. The vast majority of New Jersey Governor Chris Christie's expense account budget went to food and alcohol. According to an analysis, I'm sorry, analysis of his ledger records by monitoring group New Jersey Watchdog. Records show shopping sprees of averaging nearly $1,500 at Wegman supermarkets. It's a big shopping trip. But it's an expensive market right there, Bo. Bo. And $82,000 paid to the operator of a concession stand at MetLife Stadium. Not making this up. 82000 for a concession stand operator. Christie gets 95000 annually for expenses, which he spent slightly over at $360,000. Three hundred grand of it going to food, drinks, and desserts. Christie has a third. <laughs> I mean, come on. He's, just feed, he's, he's feeding pun intended into his own stereotype so hardcore right now. He has a 35% approval rating among registered voters in New Jersey and a 3,000 cholesterol level. Um, so that's, you know, it's too, it's too much food. I get it. A girl's got to eat. I get it, bro. Um, Macquiao and Payweather fight happened. I know it's Mayweather and Pacquiao, but who gives a shit? Cause they're all shills for the same bullshit. It was the worst fight I've ever seen. Boxing's officially dead. You know, at least non-heavyweight boxing is dead. They just literally like barely like push at each other to eat you in hundreds of millions of dollars. They just barely fought. Nobody even bled. Not that I need to see people bleeding, but if you're going to have a big fight of a century, you're going to call it. Fight of our lifetimes. Make somebody bleed a little. If you're going to give them hundreds of millions of dollars for it. It seemed like they were just polite when 12 rounds and then, you know, collected the huge checks. You want to make boxing real? Give $300 million to the winner and $100,000 to the loser.
Then you're going to see a real fight. Then you're going to see, what did I get real like ghetto there? Then you're going to see a real fight. North Korean defense chief executed. North Korea's defense chief, Hyun Young Chol, has reportedly been executed with an anti-aircraft gun for disloyalty and showing disrespect to leader Kim Jong-un, according to the South Korean spy agency for National Intelligence Service. Hyun was reportedly killed in front of an audience on April 30th. Yon Hap News Agency reports, in a related story, I will be killing in front of audiences at the Shanghai Comedy Club on the, uh, whenever I'm going to be there. You know, talking about guys like whenever I get there and do the shows at the end of next week. So I'll tell you more details on it after the next, last week under Throke Fine, May 21 through May 23, go to shanghaicomedyclub.com. Got the visa ready to go. Denver Improv, headlining May 29th through 30th. I'll be at the University of Wisconsin Eau Claire campus on May 15th, this Friday. Um, Seattle, beginning of June at Parlor Live Comedy Club. The Great American Comedy Festival in Johnny Carson's hometown of Norfolk, Nebraska, June 17th through 20th, if I get to the finals of this competition. Wise Guys, Salt Lake City, Utah, July 10th through 11th. Pemberton, British Columbia in the mountains near Whistler for the Pemberton Music Festival on July 17th. And a crazy lineup with Tim and Eric and Eric Andre and TJ Miller and Chichen Chong and Reggie Watts and Ali Wong and great people. Although maybe it's Wang, who knows? Um, and amazing mu musical acts from Hosier to Kid Cudi, other ones I can never remember and I always forget to look it up before I announce this part of the podcast. And of course, Idiot Test airing every Wednesday at 8 and 8.30, the 7s in Central Time. Uh, very proud of this season. It's weirder. It's odder. It's stranger. It's funner. It's funnier. And we have two screens. Hopefully, if we get a season three, we will have three touch screens. That's what I'm, my great hope is. Um, and I'm happy to announce right now on the podcast that my stand-up special, we just finished editing it. And the announcement is my the title of it. Unless I announced it last week, and I don't think I did, but I might have. It will be called Ben Glebe No Filter. I'm even going to hashtag it, okay, y'all? It's going to be hashtag no filter. So you heard it here first. Um, unless you heard it last week, then you heard it here again first or second, depending how you interpret time. And uh, follow me on Periscope, broadcasting a lot of my life behind the scenes at Ben Glebe. And, uh, at Ben Glebe, of course, also on Twitter and Instagram, and slash Ben Glebe on the Facebook, and uh, on YouTube, it's slash B Glebe, and then on MySpace, go fuck yourself. So that's, you know, that's always fun. But at that fight, the bullshit Macchiao Payweather fights. Justin Bieber, of course, once again, always there with uh, Floyd Mayweather. Here's the thing. Um, we should not support people who endorse wife beaters. Uh, unrepentant wife beater, Floyd Mayweather, Bieber's always there in his corner. I find it inappropriate, I find it odd, and I'm surprised because Justin Bieber never does things typically that I feel like are offensive, and he's doing it now, and it's really like he's pushing buttons, you know, I don't need that for my Biebs. Who does? Um, no one needs that from their Biebs, okay? But, we do need it from our, you know, we don't need it from our Believers out there, we do need it from our big Liebers. So keep your hashtags alive. B e g l e i b e r s. Big Liebers is the hashtag. 
because we're going to check in with the Glebe of extraordinary gentlemen, the Friends of Benefits, the Glebe Squad. The big Glebers in all of us. It's time for Twitter answers. It's Twitter answers. Ah, axed. Oh, come on, don't play the thunder round thing when it's not ready for it. Damn, snap it. I wasn't ready for it. I'm yelling at myself, by the way. I'm, I'm here uh, producing this myself. And I yelled at myself aggressively. And I'm sorry to myself, okay? I want myself to know that. I asked the Brain Trust, which is all of you listening right now, what's something you you've did? What's something you did that you would take back if you could? Hashtag Twitter answers. Hashtag last week on earth. Kelsey Lee Fahey at Kelsey F27 says, The fact that I have to think really hard about this is good. Not being a cheerleader in high school, though. Me too, girlfriend. Me too. Dylan Brody. I humiliated myself in front of Shelly Berman, Martin Mull, Robert Downey Jr., and Jennifer Tilly, and more in 1987. I mean, we've all been there and done that. Ben Ha at Nola Guy 65. Or maybe... Maybe it's 85. It's 85. In high school, I silly streamed my friend's brand new Mustang. Apparently, the paint was then stripped off. Going back, I regret giving him the $400 to fix it. That guy was a jerk. Yeah, why is silly stream so fucked up? You spray it to be silly. Oh, and it, it fucks up your clothes. I've left it on clothing before, and then a couple days go by, I haven't washed the clothing, and boom, I got a silly string burned into the clothes and like a burn in mark. That's not silly. It's vandalizing and traumatic. They need to be more silly and less aggressive with their string. And I've always said that from day five. Garwin Thompson, good to see you again at Garwin T. Says, went out with an ex-girl, went out with an ex-girlfriend for the second time. And did the exact same way, her dumping me. Ouch, brother. Happens to the best of us. We've all been dumped. We've all been there before. Since you've been gone. Do you sing that to her? I cannot breathe for the first time. I'm so moving on. Yeah, yeah. Cause it's you that my blues is all about us all on. Since you've been gone. I'm a great singer. I'm a great, great, great singer. Um, Pat underscore diff. Welcome back. Says ignoring calls from my dad because he would talk too long sometimes. What I wouldn't give for one of those calls now. Hashtag Big Liebers. Um, that's a sweet, very touching tweet that we all seriously for a moment should take seriously. Uh, we're so lucky to have our parents around when we do. We all have a tendency to get annoyed by them sometimes because they know us better than anybody and they push our buttons. But answer your parents' calls if you can. Try not to get frustrated. We're all guilty of it, but try. And then my father, in fact, tweeted an answer to this. At Nate Dog Dodger, Nate the Great Fan, always talking about sports, loves sports. Says, what's one thing you would take back that you've done? My father answered esoterically and, and generally not about himself. When a pitcher gives up a homer, he wishes he could get the pitch back. That is true, Pop. Off, off topic slightly. I mean, not off topic, but not exactly an answer, but I like it. I like the way you went with it. You were creative with your interpretation. Our British Bureau of this brain trust, at UK Brain Trust, Chris Carter says, too much to fit in 140 characters, but quote, it's better to regret something you did than something you did not do. 
Man, amen, brother. I regret there's this one. I canceled the threesome at the end of college. Because one of the girls was a little bit sick. And I thought it would be better to reschedule it. And everybody was healthy. And it could be more of a, a legitimate, elaborate, fun situation. And knew somewhere in the back of my head, this probably will never get rescheduled. And it did not ever get rescheduled. And I regret it to this day. I can never get that back. Ryan Chifo at Sphincter underscore says, welcome back, says, not getting my ex-girlfriend a fork for her Chipotle bowl. She then cheated on me and ruined me for three years. Uh, it's an overreaction on her part, I, I, I will gladly say. A strong overreaction. And uh, that was the second Chipotle reference that I did promise all of y'all. And on that note, it's time for Thunder Round. Didn't I say, now it won't play? Now it somehow won't play. I mean, that's just, this irony, don't you think? It's ironical. It's ironic. It's time for Thunder Round. Yeah, you better knock, knock, knock on wood, baby. You understand what I'm saying? You better knock... Knock on wood, baby. Man arrested after liking his own wanted post on Facebook. Story courtesy of Ad Bob Coupe. Levi Charles Reardon is the latest such dum-dum to not fully consider his actions online. The 23-year-old Montana man, oh, that explains it, was wanted for theft and forgery with a bond of $2,500. He had previously been questioned by police before the warrant was made for his arrest. Reardon's location was presumably unknown, that is, until the young Einstein came across a post on the Cascade County Crime Stoppers Facebook page displaying his own wanted poster. Reardon did what any social media user would do at seeing such a flattering visage of themselves online. He liked it. Reardon was promptly picked up by Cascade County Police and was arrested without incident. Um, probably, probably tried super hard to let Google, how do you unlike something on Facebook after clicking that, don't you think? I mean, what a complete dumbo. He's like a super dum-dum, you know? He's a brosive, brosive, stalin, your brain to something stupid. Wow. God, I've never had a thought in so emptily, maybe in the history of this podcast, and I'm sorry for it. I wish you could take the last five seconds of your lives back, and you can't. Tourist faces travel ban after fondling breasts of wax figure at Chinese Communist Revolution Memorial at UK Brain Trust. Gives us this story. Social media users are calling on authorities to punish the young man. He fondled the breasts of a wax figure at the Chinese Communist Revolution Memorial. The photos were taken at the Malan Revolutionary Memorial in Xunyi, China. Xunyi, China. And they blacklist tourists there for any tourists who display uncivilized behavior. Um, in defense of this man, the statue was kind of hot. And in a very related story, I will be in China in just over one week. And I'm going to find me that museum. And on that uh, very serious note, because I need to fondle me a statue ASAP. Um, you can't blame me for that. You can blame whoever you want. You, you can blame somebody else. Don't blame me for it, okay? Um, until last week, next week, this has been Last Week on Earth.
and uh, blame somebody, y'all. You know who? You know what I should say? I just blame it on something. has been a production of Smodco Internet Radio. Sir, only at smodcast.com.